Hello and welcome to Fancy Up Leather podcast. I'm your host Kirsty Taylor and later on in this episode this week we will be joined by the wonderful Zara Carmichael to talk about all things yoga, being yogi and a little bit about mindfulness and nutrition. So stay tuned for that but now let's hop into the main into the intro of the week. So yeah, just kicking it off as as I usually do um, and starting off with my small wonder of the week. So a little bit of background for this small wonder. This week I spent a couple of days on a staycation up in Loch Ness in a Drumna Drocket, which was beautiful. Highly recommend anyone to go. Um, Obviously it's COVID time, so only go if you're like living in Scotland preferably. But in the future, if you're abroad, come along. And I was lucky enough to be able to swim in Loch Ness one of the days, which was, I'm sure, not everyone's favourite thing to do, but I love a good open water swim. And the small wonder of this week was swimming in Loch Ness with the rain coming down. I, just a good old swim in the rain outside is always nice because if you're going to get wet, you might as well do it right. So that is my small wonder of the week. So yeah, pretty simple. I guess continuing on with the same theme of what I'm engaging with this week. So this week I had no internet. I tried to avoid the internet as much as possible, which is why small talk went up a little bit late last night. Sorry about that. It's been a bit chaotic. And I've just been engaging with my own mind really this week and the outdoors and just spending some good old quality solo alone time. And it's been completely worthwhile every second and kind of, I guess, my own version of mindfulness. Just just being in the outdoors and enjoying it, hiking and things like that. Did some cycling. Um, yeah, just an all round triathlon trip, really. So that is what I've been engaging with this week. So now we'll kick into the poem of the week. And I found this poet through a different poet's Instagram who we featured in another episode, whose Instagram was Kay Shire, whose Instagram is um, at eternity underscore of underscore poetry. Um, But this week I have found a a poet's Instagram who is called Janae... Cecilia so Janae Cecilia and her Instagram handle is just at Janae Cecilia all one word and I can have that linked in the show notes for you she actually has a book out right now which I'm definitely going to buy she's got a brand new book out called The Sun Will Rise and So Will We which sounds incredible so I will also have a link for that somewhere and let's just crack into the poem that I loved from her Instagram so this is just a short poem, and I believe it's called I Am More Than My Nightmares. I am more than my nightmares. Self-care is sometimes just waking up, greeting the sun, and telling yourself, this is your day. So yeah, that was the poem by Janae Cecilia, and I'm a big fan of her Instagram. incredible writing and also very aesthetically pleasing so definitely check it out sorry just hit my mic and yeah let's just crack on into the episode with Zara I should just add one thing before we get started I have kind of made the podcast a little bit more 
of a guest-centered podcast, a little bit more of a chat show, if you will. So I have rebranded the website and our Instagram a little bit. So basically think of this as the Graham Norton show, but with a Scottish host who's not nearly as funny. And of course, we don't have the infamous red chair, sadly. But once a month, I will do a solo podcast, potentially, or some kind of solo episode to do with reading in book clubs and untold stories more of that to come next week when I do the first one for that but this week enjoy this episode with Zara Carmichael and yeah have a good time so for you those of you that are new to the podcast every week instead of an ad we highlight a charity for the week and this week our charity was chosen by our guest Zara and she chose the Edinburgh Dog and Cat Home which is a really credible or incredible organisation and you can find their website at edch.org.uk so super simple edch.org.uk and that will be in the show notes for you obviously um, so I'll just read you a little bit about their mission first. So Edinburgh Dog and Cat Home has been part of the fabric of our city since 1883 wow that's crazy working in partnership with the council and police services by welcoming lost or abandoned pets from all corners of edinburgh and the lothians our mission is to rescue reunite and rehome stray and unwanted dogs and cats and ensure they have the happiest lives possible so obviously if you want to look into this charity you can support them by going to events, donating, fundraising, becoming a companion, volunteering, got quite a few other options there. I think they've got a shop too. Of course, if you're looking for a cat or a dog, you could rehome one of theirs, which would be an incredible and very cool thing to do. They have newsletters, blogs, and things like that on there. And they also have advice for pet owners on their website. So a really, really cool place to check out. And they're doing exceptional things and highly recommend if you're in the market for a cat or a dog and of course if you don't live in Edinburgh just have a look for your for your dog and cat homes or your animal rescue homes in your area because it is super important that these animals are rehomed so that is like Edinburgh dog and cat home and it's edch.org.uk yeah so enjoy the rest of the episode so this week on the podcast we have Zara Carmichael who is joining us to talk about carving out a well-balanced life and yeah I guess we'll just hop into it I don't know if you want to introduce yourself Zara give like a little one minute bio and elevator pitch if you will hello um yeah as Kirsty said my name is Zara and I am here to chat about all things healthy living lifestyle yoga and nutrition I think and creating that balance that we're all striving for um I am a yoga teacher and a nutrition student um, and I love to share all the things I'm passionate about online and that's why Christy has reached out to me today and hopefully we'll get into all the juicy stuff that everyone wants to know about feeling the best they can. Perfect so I guess just to start off a pretty broad question so a typical question when did you first become interested in healthy living or in yoga or that kind of an that kind of realm of life if that makes sense it's actually been something i've been interested in oopsies where do we go sorry hopefully you will to sort that um i actually became interested in healthy living for a really really young age probably a lot younger than 
most people even start to consider it. Um, I grew up doing all sorts of different sports and activities. I was constantly bored as a child. I just, <laughs> I couldn't entertain myself whatsoever. I had no interest in my toys or anything. I just wanted to be doing something all the time. So my mum threw me into, I think, a bunch of different clubs to keep me entertained. We had a trampoline and I was lucky enough to grow up in a big garden. So I was just always active and that was what brought me the most joy from a young age. Um, and then as I got older, I kind of did a lot of gymnastics and dance and with that came um, what was known as conditioning at gymnastics, which is a form of strengthening kind of training that a lot of people would call like circuits I guess would be closest okay, to yeah, with you. Um, and that I loved that I absolutely loved that and feeling strong and this was from like maybe the age of 12 and that interest in fitness then um brought me to health in general and then food and how much they both influenced each other and um, I kind of lost that interest so much in and food, it kind of just went to the sidelines, um, maybe my first year of high school. And then around about the age of 13, 14, I started to get really into um, what I was eating and paying a lot more attention to what was going into my food. So that's something like a lot of 13 year olds probably wouldn't consider. Mm -hmm. I always brought like my own lunch and stuff. Um, and then from there, I stopped gymnastics and I got into like gym and fitness um, and just continued on this nutrition, healthy, balanced diet journey, which was not a clear cut route. It had all sorts of <laughs> weird yeah. and wonderful directions. crossroads. Yeah. And they weren't all good. <laughs> they were definitely <laughs> all good. Uh, you know, I was young and getting unreliable information from mm -hmm. the internet, YouTube, Instagram boomed, mm -hmm. all these things. So weird and wonderful ways of eating that probably weren't so wonderful. They definitely weren't wonderful. And then around about 18, I think, um, I went off to uni and I'd stopped gymnastics at like 16, 15, 16. Um, and that's where yoga came in because I really missed nice. that stretch and um yeah, being on my hands and just being a bit um, creative with my body and doing funky things. It was always fun to me. So I, yeah, it was such a natural transition from gymnastics to yoga um, and food and the interest in nutrition um, was not an easy journey. <laughs> maybe <laughs> dive into a little bit more yeah of course um I guess going on the yoga realm first so of course you said you're a yoga teacher I have been lucky enough to go to some of your classes and they're amazing so worthwhile if anyone's in Edinburgh they should definitely check you out and um what advice would you give to people who are new to the yoga world so people who maybe not not even been to a class yet or people who've been to a few just kind of dipping their toes into that world I suppose go to a beginner's class that is the best advice I can give you they are always on offer especially in in-person studios when they do reopen they mm -hmm. usually run like a four-week block or something like that um, and it's nice and slow and it sets up a really strong foundation for them being able to go into different classes I believe you can also access a lot of beginners yoga classes online especially 
through YouTube. I would encourage people as restrictions allow to try and get into a studio if you feel comfortable doing that. Um, because having the per like one-on-one -on -one person attention and um, someone be able to adjust you um, and give you personal advice is really helpful. A little bit more clarity. Perfect. Excellent. And I also know for people listening that are at university, I know quite a lot of universities, obviously not right now, but hopefully in the future again, we'll set up again, have club, quite a, yoga clubs are becoming quite a big thing for yeah. sports clubs. So that's also another way for people who are in the yeah. university world to try and they, check it out. They, yeah, they usually offer um, discounts, especially in, in Edinburgh and nice. probably Glasgow too. I'm not sure, but if you join your uh, university's yoga society they usually have links with other yoga studios throughout the city or where you live and um, offering a student discount or your group membership discount which is really oh, good amazing excellent so i suppose we'll just continue we'll continue on the yoga a little bit more before we take kind of a i don't know i don't know why i keep using driving references a t-junction <laughs> clearly been in traffic for like an hour um so how has yoga changed your life for the better is there anything that particularly stands out to you that it's had an impact on in a good way mentally mental health wise mm -hmm. life life changing um, and I don't say that lightly, it really has been completely transformed the way that I think and feel on a, on a daily basis. Uh, bold statement, but true. Mm -hmm. I, um, I definitely came to yoga from a physical um, play, point of view, um, hoping to get a really nice stretch and some strength. Um, and what I received was far beyond that I had no idea about the philosophy side of yoga and I think most people aren't aware of um, how much yoga is about our mental health and there's only like one part of yoga that's physical and that's called our mm. asana and that's usually what people think of when they think of yoga they think of the postures and the stretch Whereas there's actually eight different parts to yoga and they're all about um, how to live like a healthy, happy, mindful life. And I suppose as someone that wasn't religious growing up um, or spiritual in any way, this was really eye opening for me and completely changed the way that I view myself and the rest of the world. Perfect. Amazing. Um, I suppose we'll take a little bit of a turn now. So you study... Am I correct in saying you study nutrition at the moment at QMU? Is that right? Queen Margaret's University? Yeah. yeah. So how yeah. come, what led you to this degree, I suppose? What was the journey that ended up with picking that as your bachelor's? I actually did a year of um, a sports course. It was to do with um, probably what's most known as like well-being or um, holistic health now. Okay. Um, looking at the whole picture both from a physical mental um, and dietary point of view and I thought that this I'd find this perfect course that was the perfect balance of nutrition as well as exercise mindfulness all the things that I was interested in but unfortunately what happened was the course really didn't include any um, nutritional um, information or qualifications or anything and I was really looking for that so I did a year of the course and it was really beneficial and I decided to swap course to nutrition as I was 
really, really interested in how food affects everything from how we think, feel, yeah. on a daily basis. And a lot of the physical side um, of well-being I could access out with uni, such as like personal training qualifications and yoga okay. teacher qualifications. Yeah. So to get a more holistic approach, I would do my degree in nutrition and specialise in that. Perfect. I suppose I actually mentioned the word holistic a couple of times. So holistic Mm -hmm. health is a term that I think has been thrown around quite a lot, especially recently. But what does that actually mean? I feel like I see it a lot and I hear it a lot and I kind of know what it means, but I don't know if you could give a little bit of a definition just for people listening that maybe aren't sure, like myself. Um, It means mainly looking at your health as a whole picture and less so about eating salads and running every day (laughs) moving away from that clean eating and fitness sort of side of things and looking at it from your whole picture such as even like your friends the people you surround Mm -hmm. yourself by your mental well-being Uh, time you take for yourself and how much time you spend in nature in green space Mm um what you eat how you move, how active you are just on a daily basis, aside from specifically going to exercise, such as going to the gym, like do you walk a lot, do you cycle work, looking at your health from a whole point of view rather than just this is what you eat and this is how you exercise. Yeah, so less of a rigid structure and more of like a a well-rounded view taking into consideration different things. Perfect, amazing. Um, so what do you believe is the most fundamental thing to remember when it comes to nutrition there's of course I'm sure lots of things that you could Mm -hmm. list but even if you can't think of one maybe I don't know top three or something like that just things that you think people don't know that they should know more if that makes sense at all yeah um I'm gonna struggle to give you one so that's okay go for more than one I'll give you two and then I'll probably end up giving you three that's okay (laughs) um, my favorite one is color is to focus on having an array of color because all the different colors actually represent mainly generally speaking different nutrients and Mm -hmm. so the more color you have on your plate and the more nutrients that you will be eating and then my second one balance which kind of comes hand in hand and because if you're having a colorful variety another one (laughs) of food (laughs) then it's harder to either one under eat on a certain nutrient or two Mm -hmm. over eat on a certain thing if you're always having Ah, a colorful variety um there's so many benefits to having lots of different foods because i know we're all guilty of eating like the same three or four meals (laughs) getting stuck in that rut yeah yeah and it's (laughs) late from work or university and you're just like oh just have pasta it's quick it's easy um or whatever your go-to is pasta is my go-to but um, (laughs) same same yeah focusing on just adding more color so even for example if you had your pasta maybe chuck in some peas maybe chuck in Mm -hmm. some uh, different vegetables just to give it more vibrancy and more color and you'll be automatically eating more nutrients and having a more well-rounded balanced diet perfect excellent so I suppose before we hop into this question first of all I'll just say what does body oh my goodness body positivity mean to you on a personal note rather than on a larger scale what do you what does that term mean to you because I know that it can mean so many different things to different people is there something specific that it brings to mind for you personally 
Yeah, for me, um, body positivity is, it's a really tricky topic to discuss. There's a lot of minefields in the world of body positivity. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's how I feel inside of my body on a daily basis and how confident I feel in my own skin and how happy I feel in myself. Um, and the most ironic thing is the more you are happy and confident, the less you focus on how you look and your tiny little things that you like to pick up in terms of someone that's maybe not struggling with their body positivity. Yeah. Um, it's such a knock-on effect having that confidence and feeling completely accepting in your body rather than not necessarily positive, but in a place of complete acceptance and being able to do all the things that you want to do in your body. Amazing. I suppose just to hop in there quickly, I know a lot of people struggled with body. Obviously, that's something that's an ongoing struggle for everyone throughout mm -hmm. life. But I know that it was something as particularly to myself, actually, I find quite prevalent during lockdown. I think because on one level, you have so much more time to think than you mm -hmm. ever had before, because although you were working from home or things like that, you, your brain was kind of switched on to things that you normally wouldn't have time to think yeah. about because you'd be so busy kind of working and doing other things and interacting with other people. So Absolutely. I think just like a reminder to people at home that we, were, we are in a world pandemic, like give yourself a break. <laughs> and yeah, I think it is super important to remember that body pod positivity is about how, how you feel rather mm -hmm. than how other people perceive you. I don't know if you have like a piece of advice, I know that's a big question, for people who are struggling to kind of decipher that and mm -hmm. are struggling to get past how other people look at them rather than focusing on how they feel. I don't know if that's something that you want to give a piece of advice for. I mean, to start, most people aren't judging how you look. It'll be yourself that's going to be the one yeah. judging or thinking that they're judging you. So they, they probably aren't. In fact, probably like 99.9999 times out of 100, they will be judging you. And we all know that we are our own worst critics. Um, yeah. My piece of advice would be to talk to someone that you feel close to if you are really struggling with yourself like your own body it would be to reach out because uh, especially as females I mean it's definitely not exclusive to females um, and everyone can struggle with body positivity but um, usually your best friend is also struggling because we live in a world of constant comparison through social yeah. media and I'm sure they will be comforting to speak to but also don't be afraid to seek professional help if it really is um, an issue um, I personally find a few more practical tips for maybe it's just getting you down and you're quite confident it's not going to affect your daily life but yeah is to um, stop something called mirror checking and it's not really a term that a lot of people are aware of and it's quite eye-opening when you hear of it is just checking how you look in reflections maybe when you walk past a car if you've got a mirror in your room uh, okay do you look at yourself in the mirror and critique um just any sort of reflective surface maybe picking at things even to do with skin health thinking about maybe if you suffer with acne or um skin irritation anything like that how often do you focus on those negative thoughts by looking at yourself in a reflection so trying to remove yourself from 
those and to um, invest your time in things that you love and moving your body is one of the my personal favorites I know it's not everyone's personal favorite but thinking about all the things that you could do with your body rather than how it looks that day getting outside especially in lockdown <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that would, be, that would be my advice Perfect. So going back to the nutrition a little bit, you make the most mouthwatering, incredible recipes on your Instagram. I feel like every time I see them, I'm like, oh, I need to make that right now. And you also share them on your blog. Do you have a personal favorite of the recipes that you share or maybe one you haven't shared yet? If you want to foreshadow that, <laughs> you just keep kind of going back to and find this very... Yeah, I, I do. And um, it's been a long-term favorite my whole life. It's a noodle recipe. And that specific recipe isn't my uh, long-term like childhood favorite, but it is uh, my favorite now. I was always obsessed with noodles as a child, and I still am. And Asian cuisine in general is my all-time favorite, but there is one on my blog that is a lime and coriander like soupy noodle dish. Um, and I make it once, maybe even twice a week which is not going by what I said earlier, which was to eat a variety of things. It's definitely um, not varied. (laughs) (laughs) But it is a go-to and it's really healthy. It's full of veg, it's full of noodles and lots of yummy. I'll definitely check that one out. That sounds so wonderful. So of course we've mentioned that we're in lockdown. I mean, everyone knows, well, we're not in, I don't really know what we're in right now, but (laughs) everyone knows that everywhere in the world is in some kind of situation I just call it a C word on the podcast because (laughs) it's easier Um, but has the time that we've had to spend the stay at home time if you will has that had any impact on how you practice I don't know practice your yoga but also I suppose how you live in general is there anything that you've kind of really taken away from the experience of Mm -hmm. having to spend more time at home Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've always uh, well not always but since my um, journey into yoga teacher training mm-hmm. and learning all about mindfulness and implementing that into my life I did try to simplify things and enjoy the small things and the simple parts of life in, on an everyday basis and that has been one of the best things from lockdown was really solidifying that just to enjoy every day for what it is and it doesn't have to be the most exciting day in the world you don't have to be going on holiday to be happy you don't have to be doing something extravagant you can be happy where you are in what you're doing and with your family in your home and just finding uh, maybe not exciting happiness but contentment and where you are with the simple aspect of being alive in your home Amazing. In terms of my yoga practice, I don't think much has changed. I've probably been practicing more, had more time <laughs> to yeah. do yoga, but other than that, the actual practice probably hasn't changed that much. Nice. And I suppose going down that right line a little bit more, have you noticed any silver linings from our time? Not necessarily you personally, but maybe like a silver lining that exists for multiple people, apart from obviously the obvious one that by staying at home you are in fact saving further deaths but is there kind of smaller silver linings that you've become aware of in this time that other people might have not picked up on Mm -hmm. but are kind of living as well if that makes sense um I think a lot of people have realized um how much 
better is to do things on their own terms and have their own kind of schedule maybe not working mm-hmm. nine to five and I really hope I don't know for sure I hope that it changes the way that we go back if we do go back to the new normal uh, less traveling um, to different areas for work um, and and then that has a knock-on effect as probably most of us know on the planet um, but having said that about the planet I know a lot of people have been leaving litter and things about with the mm-hmm. not being able have like reusable cups and stuff but um I think on the whole generally less traveling and doing things on your own schedule has been the silver lining on of lockdown amazing and I also think it's encouraged staycations a lot which is something that is beneficial beneficial to the local economy as well and just another way to kind of explore the place that you were born into which I think is something that's really cool as well because I suppose it's something you kind of forget about when you have the opportunity to see everywhere else you forget that you can just kind of see your back garden and that's quite nice I think everyone's eyes have been open to how beautiful Scotland really is yeah exactly Um, so just to end off before we hop into a segment that I do at the end of every podcast what is your current favorite yoga pose do you have a favorite at the moment that you're working on or one that you particularly enjoy doing during your practice I mean if you don't have one again you could have two maybe or three Mm, um any kind of yoga pose that opens up the front space the heart space of your body which goes from your chest like all the way across your shoulders completely counters what so many of us are guilty of which is rounding through the spine having the shoulders forward that kind of hunched uh, appearance when in yoga you open up that such as like an upward facing dog or anything that really pulls the shoulders back aligns the spine and it's so freeing it makes you feel like oh my goodness this is what I'm supposed to feel like all the time I'm not supposed to sit <laughs> with a rounded spine so yeah anything that opens up the shoulders or the front space of the body perfect and then just to end off every week at the end of the podcast I talk a little bit about what I'm reading this week so every week I try and talk about something different so what is what is what are you reading right now or what has been something you've really enjoyed reading recently I am reading a book called A Monk's Guide to Happiness um, by, now I might get the pronunciation wrong here, I think his name is Zlong, like Mm -hmm. it's E-L-O-N-E-L-N-G I think. That's right, I'll have it linked in the show notes, I'll try and find a local local bookstore copy for people to purchase for them as well. it's brilliant and especially for people that are getting into or interested in getting into mindfulness and finding contentment in everyday life or maybe just want some clarification on what mindfulness meditation even is Mm -hmm. because it is a bit of a people think oh meditation hippie wishy-washy stuff but it's for everyone and it benefits everyone I think it's a great place to start and I'm really enjoying it about halfway through Perfect. And then just for the listeners at home, I'm reading right now, I'm rereading actually, The Defining Decade by, I think it's by Meg Jay. Um, And that's kind of all about life in your 20s and what's that like, what that's like and the different kind of challenges that you face that you kind of don't face at any other point in your life. And it's super interesting. And I actually, I don't know, I'm really interested in it also because I'm working on a poetry collection called Turbulent 20s. So I feel like it's also like market research at the same time so it's like a two in one but thank you so much for joining me today's hour I don't know if you want to give yourself a shout out where can everyone find you like your website your Instagram etc to follow you along on your journey 
My Instagram is Zara Zen and my website Zara Zen and I have a new YouTube channel which is Zara Zen and all of those mainly share healthy recipes and advice for healthy living, happiness and meditation movement, yoga classes, all these things are all on there. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me and enjoy the rest of your week. You too. Thank you. Bye. Hi, Alt Kirsty, just popping in here to end off this week's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again to Zara for coming on the episode. We had such an incredible chat. Definitely check out her website, Zara Zen. Her Instagram is the same and her Facebook and everything will be linked in the show notes that we spoke about. And thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow at Fancy Blather on Instagram. And you can also check out our website, www.fancyblather.com. And stay tuned for a new episode every Thursday at 6pm. GMT time. Thank you.